Hello, hello. Here we are again coming to you from Broadcast Team Alpha. You know, the show for the thinking global citizen. The one that is not afraid to step outside of the box and look around and say to himself, Self, what is out there that I have not been told by the handlers of society? Well, my name is Augie, and my co-host Nori is on a, some well-deserved time off, and she will be with us later. And uh, I'm coming to you now from 40-some-plus platforms all over the world because we are also transmitting through the wonderful platform of the Conscious Awakening Network. And because of them, we are also going out on Roku, three TV stations, and a bunch of other places. And... Uh, Check out the Conscious Awakening Network. They got about 40-some different shows on there that cover absolutely everything that you need to know about. So uh, I think it is ConsciousAwakeningNetwork.org. Just try that one first, and if that doesn't work, try.com. And uh, before I introduce the guest, I want to tell you how you can connect with us. You can try us at BroadcastTeamAlpha.com or Broadcast Team Alpha on YouTube, or just about any of the other 40-plus places you find us out there, you will see our shows. And if you are watching us on YouTube right now, please subscribe and check the bell when it because then you'll have a notification when the next video or show is coming up. And... Uh, that is also the best place to watch us because that's the only place we watch the chat room. So you can actually ask questions and we can answer it in uh, during the live show sometimes. So, uh, so uh, just do that. And uh, well, I, uh, I want to introduce the guest to you. And we have... I've been waiting for this because this is something I have known of him for quite a while. And uh, recently, here in about a month ago or so, we got to talking. And this is a gentleman that has written 41 books. That's phenomenal. And his name is Gil Carlson. And for those of you that want to uh, surf the internet while you're listening, I'll give you his email, I mean, his website. That's blue-planet-project.com. And if you want to go have a look at all the different books, you can go to amazon.com or you can click the link below. That'll bring you directly into his books. So we'll, we'll have the, the link in the uh, text below. We are going to talk about something that very few people know much about. And it is the hollow earth. And I want to say right off the bat, I do not believe the earth is hollow. I know the earth is hollow. There's a big difference between believing and knowing. And that is because, first of all, I've seen it for the second. I've looked at all the evidence. We have the NASA print showing a huge hole going into the earth. 
And uh, the reason you normally don't see it because the computer slides a sheet of ice over the hole and makes sure that you don't see it. And we know that from people that have talked about it. And then there is Admiral Byrd. He talks about the land beyond the pole. And then we have Fritjof Nansen, a Norwegian explorer some 120 years ago. He went and tried to find the North Pole. And the thing about it is he wrote two books about his journeys, two journeys to the North Pole. But he couldn't find it. And there's a story to that. And I'm going to get, I'm going to explain that to you in a little bit. There's so much other evidence that points to the fact that we have not been told the truth about this ball of mud we live on called Earth. And here is Gil Carson to tell us more about that story. Welcome to the show, Gil. Thank you, Augie. And uh, yes, I'm Gil Carlson, and you've probably seen some of my books around. And that's true. There's 41 of them. And they're all amazing books. And on oh, every subject that I felt should be revealed. And oh, yeah, like me, aliens on the moon. Yeah, there it is right there on the there, bottom. There I only got seven of them. And Sorry, uh, I have to get you the rest. Yeah, I, uh, I, I am not through all of them yet. But yeah, I got that one. I got two more sitting there. This is the one we're going to talk about right. this time. Yes. And uh, um, he's got other ones, uh, deals with... Uh, here is one of my latest that's kind of on a... Um, <laughs> a little different, but there's a lot of information in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that Maybe things I shouldn't be revealing, but I felt it's necessary in today's world to reveal what's going on. <laughs> Um, but anyway, let's not get away from the yeah, subject I, here. Uh, there is an, this is the first one I got from him. That's probably two months ago. I got the aliens on the moon. And okay. there is a lot of evidence to Here discuss. is my very first book, Blue Planet Project. Okay, you got to raise that up a little bit so we can see it. Okay. A little, little more. Yeah, there you go. That's okay. And... Um, Oh gee, where here's an interesting one. My past lives book. This was an actual uh, experience. Yeah, I got that one. Yes, it's very interesting, <clears throat> and it messed up my head quite a bit. There were a lot of psychic things that were involved, and and I learned that. Oh, your normal everyday life. There's more to it than that. There's things going on in the background yes. and non-physical even different realms absolutely but i want to start out with uh, a simple thing because a lot of people see you have been in obscurity for a long time just writing books and writing books and writing books now you're coming out talking about it so a lot of people don't know you yet but what is in your mind why did you go ahead and write 41 books about stuff that is so far out of the box you can't even see the box from there. <laughs> what what made you do it? I just think it's in my nature. I've I've always had this this non belief thing in 
in what's actually happening here and what scientists tell us, especially what the government tells us. I, I always want to look beyond that and find the, the, real, the real truth. Even with religions, I want to like find out what happened in the beginning and before all this. And, 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 it's, and I haven't been afraid to reveal things that I find, um, even though I'm sure the government's not too happy with me. Well, that's a common disease for some of us these days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, things are a little different now. When I first came out with the Blue Planet Project book, um, there was people telling me that um, people have disappeared for writing less. Uh, it revealed a lot of things about um, yeah. uh, UFO recovery programs the government was involved in and and about the person that um, revealed this information originally having disappeared after he revealed the information. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was like this information, nobody wanted to claim this information. Um, some people who had released a little bit of it um, did so under assumed names. And, and I kind of like stepped out there in the open with my name on it. Yeah. A real address so they could find yeah. me and didn't hold anything back. Well, it, that is what it's all about because the uh, public is waking up in hordes to the fact that much have been kept from them and much have been lied to them. So uh, you are on the front line here and uh, so are we and many others. There are thousands like us out there across the globe that is stepping up to the plate and saying, wait a minute, we're not going to play your game anymore. And that happens everywhere these days. It's so, amazing. It's amazing from what I'm seeing nowadays is, uh, yeah. you know, it used to be people would see UFOs or you know, some kind of contact or something like that. And they'd be afraid to mention it because um, their their church or the government would like frown on it. Yeah. People would, like ridicule them. But it's different now. People believe in this. I Yeah. Uh, I, was talking I, rem to this. I remember I had a friend, a pilot that uh, that was years ago he talked about seeing a ufo in church and uh, the minister told him to leave we don't want you here <laughs> yes i i believe it but it's it's now there there's a big interest in all this i remember a while back i was in a in a market and i happened to get a conversation with a checkout girl there and it came about that uh, i mentioned the books i had i had written and she was telling me that she had gone to, um, to she was like 23. She had gone to Roswell for the uh, one of the conferences there. And she was really into that. And so I made sure she got all my books. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about this book, The Hollow Earth. And um, there you go. Talk a little bit about all the things that you find that points to the fact that there is something to this. And let's well, look at First, I, I've got to say, um, I disagree with you on one thing, Abby, your belief in the hollow earth. Even though that's the title of my book, um, it's I don't actually believe in it as such. Um, I believe there is actually a, a uh, molten core at the center of the earth. I think 
There's no way to get around that. That's what science tells us. Um, and it, but it may be a little different. It may be acting uh, as a sun for some of those uh, uh, inhabitants down there. Um, but actually, I uh, believe it is more the the inner Earth. That there's things down there. I don't think they they extend all the way down to the center of the Earth, or or that is completely hollow. I think most of these things, although they go deep, they're under the surface. Yeah. Let, let me remind you of something that I have found, and that is that, yes, they're saying there's a molten core and there's lava everywhere in there. Remember, that's the same people that told you that the moon is a dead rock in the sky and there's nothing up there, right? What right. Make, what make you think they didn't lie about the earth also? Oh, and, just from everything I've seen, although this counters what I just said about not trusting the science and everything else, but there's so much information yeah. that the um, we wouldn't have the gravity, we wouldn't, the earth wouldn't be yeah. able to survive uh, the way yeah. it is now. Yeah. But, but going back to... Okay, my aliens on the moon book. Yeah. Um, I believe there's enough evidence to show that the moon is hollow. Yeah. And uh, let's just go back to the uh, the caverns inside the earth. There is an awful lot of evidence for that. Definitely. The um So speak to that a little bit. Okay. The um what they've uncovered in Turkey that goes down ooh what 80 80 levels these are com a complete city that, that that they've discovered down there um and i think that's the one where they said that there was something like thirty thousand people that could live down there um in my book i've got what i came across it with was they said a hundred thousand oh boy okay and yeah <laughs> and I I think it's uh, very logical about uh, you know Admiral Byrd and what he discovered. I mean he's he was very credible. Um, you know he wasn't hallucinating. I don't believe like they said. And I've recreated his diary in my book uh, so people can find out more about what actually happened. And some of it's a little unbelievable, but there's a lot of things out there that is unbelievable that are true. Yeah. We keep discovering. Um, oh, there's there's caverns in South America that go on for miles. Um, there's tunnels that go from, oh, where is it? From Great Britain to Turkey, I think. Yeah. And uh, it's just, one of the things they used to say was that people couldn't survive underneath the earth there, underneath the surface of the earth and but they found vegetation um there's oxygen everything else um and it's yes they and, have they have discovered a lot about these and uh, there is actually writings that goes back a very long time that talk about these caverns and societies and people living under the surface of the earth some of you out there have read Bhagavan Gita. And uh, 
It's a big book. I've yes, it. it is a very big book. Have you read it all? Are you still yeah, working on it? Uh, yeah, I know that was a good while back. Okay. I read fast. And uh, in there, they talk about, yes, there are civilizations living inside, and there is entrances in the Himalayas going down and down and down, way down into those big caverns. Yes, uh, Shambhala. Shambhala, yeah. Yes. And these writings are not just from India. There are other societies. Tibet have the same thing. So we wonder, do they end up the same place? And or what do you think? Well, it seems to me there's several different, um, what would you call it? It could be broken down in several different uh, groups. Um, I think there's tunnels where past civilizations, people have gone down under there to live, to avoid whatever is happening on the surface, whether it was uh, nuclear wars or, or just fightings of some yeah. kind. Um, and I believe that originally there was probably aliens. Um, that could very well be. Were the first ones on this earth. And uh, a lot of them went underneath. Uh, well, you also know that in the Indus Valley, as well as uh, in uh, the higher elevations of India, there is evidence that there were atomic explosions. Yes, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's, there's so much that happened. I mean, they, you know, they, they say that um, we're the most advanced civilization and we started from cavemen and gotten here but no there's so much proof going yeah. back that people have been here civilized people maybe millions of years ago yeah and uh they, you know they found oh things that look like um electronic things um mechanical things going back you know thousands and thousands of years mm -hmm. things that existed before we invented them or we thought we invented them yeah it's but yeah. um you know, and so there's probably several different groups here. Like I say, the maybe it started with the aliens living underneath. They might have been the ones with uh, that created a lot of those caverns, because um, they had the oh, like the um, there was yeah. like ants and aliens, and maybe they were the same. Um, the ones that built the pyramids with those great skills and. Probably the same type of um, of um, equipment or or science they had that that could make cities and because you go down there these aren't like well some aren't like caves these are like carved into the rocks and the stone and and just and rooms and stairs and marble yeah that's right. things and you know don't, like and they going down there with a shovel and you know it's yeah. it, it's amazing yeah. some of these things. And they especially have several in, doors. Uh, yes, especially the ones in um, in England. Um, I think it was Nottingham, the cities down there. They're beautiful. And uh, Yeah, and uh, when you look at these entrances, there's a door. And uh, getting by that door is not that easy. But once you get in, you can see the, the steps going down. So that is not just a cavern from a uh, 
from water having come out or anything like that. No, this was an engineered stairway going down. And definitely by someone who had great skills. Uh, there was a story which a lot of people would probably consider a delusion, uh, but I actually believe it. Uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a number of years ago, there were miners that um, they were trapped in a cave-in in the mine, uh, pretty far down. And they said how after several days, there was a doorway that opened up and there was a light behind it and they could see marble stairways going back. And and there were actually some type of human-like beings. They weren't miners, um, and they told them that they would they would be rescued soon, and things like that. And then the door was closed. Wow. Yeah, that's and and there's a lot of other stories like that too. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, of course there's. Um, Oh, um, I know there was a mine. I think it was in Arkansas or somewhere, a coal mine, where there was uh, two or three miles down in the in the ground where they they ran across stairways and the walls. Of, there were houses down there that was there was kind of tipped over a little bit, but there were houses that was two three miles down in the ground where the uh, where the coal was. So that dates back millions of years, and it was all made out of stone. And there's even, um, supposedly, and what I believe is most of these people or these um, groups that um, were living underneath and probably still are, were more advanced than us. I think there's enough evidence that a lot of the UFOs we see flying around didn't come from some planet... Uh, you know, light years away, they probably came from um, inside the Earth. Yeah, there is a written record of that in the Sumerian tablets, you know. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, they, uh, they talk about the Anunnaki that came here. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very interesting story. 450,000 years ago, they splashed down in the Arabian Sea and they walked ashore and they created their first settlement. They called it Edin. Kind of sounds like Eden, doesn't it? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And from there on, the story goes on. So I think we've had some visitors. They brought technology with them. There's a friend of mine named Maya Blue. Um, and he's looked into a lot of things and he's very, very into spiritual type things. And he claims to have been told by, um, a spirit guide that there, there's a, I forgot what they were called, but there was a highly advanced group of people underneath the earth. And they're like referred to as the earth protectors. And and they come out with the uh, fly around on alien type craft just to supervise what's happening on the earth and trying to protect us from what's going on. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot more things like that going on. And mm -hmm. then 
Then, of course, we've got the, the, the government who's been with nuclear drilling uh, equipment, um, drilling caverns and everything else. Um, supposedly, there's one, there's a, there's tunnels connecting um, Area 51 to, uh, oh, maybe Los Alamos and places like that. And who knows where they're connected to. And yeah. And there's, um, or what's going on down there. And of course, the caverns that leave, lead from under the Denver airport mm-hmm. to a number of bases. And yeah, and there's talk about, um, I used to fly into Denver a lot when they built that, air, that uh, extension of the airport. And it was deep. It was huge. Huge cavern down there. And uh, from what I understand, they never really wrote much about in the papers of what they put there. But I I fly over it. I look down at it, and it was way down deep. Uh, Probably somewhere, um, if you put stories to it, uh, it could probably be six or seven stories deep. A lot of strange things going on there. Supposedly, there's elevators that you have to have a special key that go down, and they see... A lot of like uh, strange people or military people that go down these elevators and never return. Yeah, and uh, it's very, very interesting. I, yeah. I believe it or not, I haven't written a book about it yet, but yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe one of these days you probably will. Uh, probably. Uh, I, yeah. uh, I wanna, I wanna tell you as well as the listeners and the viewers here about something really strange because I am not going to vacate the issue of a hollow earth. I want to talk okay. about that a little bit. Okay. There is actually some evidence. First of all, we have the NASA print showing a seven to eight hundred mile wide hole at the North Pole region. Yeah. So the question that comes up right away: Why does all the water do, don't drain down there? Well, because inside the crust, there is gravity. So the uh, curve at that North Pole region is so shallow, a curve, that going there, you'll never even know that it goes over and on the inside. There is some, there is some evidence to this, actually, because... About a little over 120 or 110 years ago, Fritjof Nansen was a Norwegian, and he went to the North Pole twice. First time he got close, he said, and then the second time he made it. But what happened is that when he got up into the polar region, he said there were strange things that happened. When the wind came from the north, they got sand in their teeth. And they had yellow and red coloring on the eyes they took samples of, and they found it to be pollen from flowers. And they found dead bees on the ice, right about 83 degrees north. Dead bees on the ice from about the closest place there was any live dead or live or dead bees was 1500 miles away bees don't fly that far oh i definitely believe there's an opening there and there's probably lush um lands down there 
Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I, I did um, cover a little bit about your fellow Norwegian there in the book. Mm-hmm. And I found it very believable, very interesting. Um, there's also something about that opening. Of course, we there's a lot of um, oh of openings into uh, alien bases in a lot of our mountains, Alaska, Shasta. And there's some kind of technology where these openings, they fly in and out, but these openings cannot be seen. Um, yep. Whether it's some kind of light or some kind of like, uh, I'm not sure what, but, uh, and I think it may be the same thing where it's not always visible. Um, there, there's also something interesting that I covered in my book. Uh, about satellites flying over the North Pole and and showing a big black circle up there at the top. Yes. Uh, whether that's an actual opening or it's something that's blacked out by the government so we wouldn't see what was what was under there. And and as a um, as a pilot, you're probably familiar with many years ago a lot of the airlines used to have puller routes, like from America to Europe. Uh, I don't think they do that anymore. Uh, they fly They fly around it. Yes. Because the actual area where the North Pole would be is restricted airspace. Yes. I heard from, what is it, uh, 80 degrees north and 80 degrees south. It's, it's a forbidden zone. Yeah. Yeah, you it's wonder kind why. Kind of interesting. Yeah. And then there is uh, this enigma of Crocker Island. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, that is actually north of Alaska, up into the Arctic. And uh, there is uh, maps that date back 100 years or more. They show an island up there. And there, you can Google Crocker Island, and you'll find that there's supposed to be an island up there, but it does not show up on newer maps. Mm. And when you, there are testimonies or stories from people that have found the island, and they see that there is actually mammoth, kind of like the overgrown elephants, and they are still up there. Wow. And uh, in fact, there's also stories coming out of Russia that they say up um, at their northern coast, there are islands off there where the mammoths are still alive. So so we we don't really know because the, it's very censored, these kinds of things. And poo-pooed because when the government say it, you know, then it's always true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh but, we've been lied to a lot. Yes, we have. And then, of course, we have uh, a Norwegian explorer about a hundred and some 40 years, probably an hour ago. He, uh, Olaf Janssen, him and his oh, yes. son, yes. they went and they found themselves going to the north and the wind brought them into that area where there were luscious green grass. And yeah, you wrote about that. Yeah. Really interesting, but you've uh, 
you've opened my mind to a lot of things. Maybe I'll come out with a second uh, hollow earth book. I'll explore yeah. your theory of actually being hollow. And uh, maybe yeah. the government is lying to us. Maybe there's more to it. It probably is. And uh, for anybody that wants to know what he found, you can find it in another book, actually, it's The Smoky God. That was... Yes, yes. Yeah. I mentioned that also in my book. Yeah. 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 And uh, then we have the Vikings. The Vikings on Greenland. They, uh, they went back and forth to Vinland, which is you know, in the northern right. northern Canada, and uh, they disappeared in right about 1400. 1420, they were gone, and they left words behind that uh, it, they ran out of wood. They couldn't make boats anymore, so they were landlocked. So they knew they were going to, it got into a mini ice age about that time. And they got so the cold that they knew they were going to freeze to death and die. So the Eskimos told them, don't stay here. Go to the north. There is green vegetation up there and it's nice and warm to the north. And they kind of proved it to them. So the, the, the small, I think it was 30, 40 different Vikings uh, that was there, and they went to the north. They followed the Eskimo. They had a guide that went there, and they went to the north, and nobody heard from them again. We can presume that maybe they got too cold up there and they died, or they made it into the entrance. Now, mm -hmm. later on, I found out there is a Viking uh, enclave up in that area. But, wow, that's interesting. But the thing about it is that we know all animals in Canada or birds, they migrate to the south in the winter uh, in the winter time, right? Right. Mostly. Yeah. Uh, the Arctic fox in northern Greenland, they migrate to the north in the winter. Why so would they, they know do? something we don't know? I think they do. <laughs> and on top of that, when you add that to the um I know where the entrance is. If you go from the northern tip of Greenland, you go straight north and then show a course, 30 degrees to the left, you'll fly right in through the hole. And uh, I know that because if you ask any astral traveler, if they think about going there to have a look, they will find it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And Another thing I want to just say <laughs> real quick, that NASA print I mentioned with a seven or 800 mile wide hole at the North Pole. Yes, I have a picture of that in my book. Yes, I've seen that. It's a good one. And it is not just that it has been blotched out because you can see the inside is a little crinkle that when you blotch out something, there is clear cuts. Ah, good point. And this one doesn't have that. You can see there is ice ridges and stuff on the inside of the circle. Now, if you take that seven, eight hundred mile hole and add that to what Fritjof Nansen found, he was going north from 80 degrees northerly latitude, 81 degrees. 
82 degrees. If straight ahead, 83 degrees. Straight ahead, 82 degrees. Wait a minute. Something went wrong there. They should have gone to 84 and 85, but he couldn't find anything further north than 83 or a little more. That's something that we need to investigate. Yeah. And uh, I ran some numbers years ago, and I found that the missing distance from 83 degrees to 97 degrees coincide with that 800-mile-wide hole at the North Pole. They're about the same circumference and distance. So if you add those two concepts together, they prove the same thing. Because when Fritjof Nansen came to 83 degrees and a half, I think it was, uh, he said something. He kept going back and forth, couldn't find anything further north than 83 degrees. So he says, my instruments are wrong. He says, because this cannot be. I declare this to be the North Pole, and he went home. I, he wrote two books, and I, I brought them both from Norway to the United States when I came here. I have the books. Wow. They're, writ they're written in Norwegian. Well, so, <laughs> that doesn't help. No, <laughs> not for me anyway. But no, so uh, yeah, it's all in there, and this is something that it was so long ago. Those books are hard to find. They may be in some national archives back in Norway. You can probably find them. Maybe in a in a dusty box somewhere in an attic on a farm, you know. But this is what he wrote. So. Uh, then again, the dead bees and the pollen, uh, 1,500 miles away from where? So there's something up there. Definitely. It could be the entrance into the center, or they could be Crocker Island or an island like that with an entrance into the cavern. Now, this thing about the uh, flying over that area and the instruments being off and and things not being right that mm -hmm. kind of reminds me of what happens over the bermuda triangle when they fly over there and yeah it throws off their instruments i wonder if there's any relationship between Good what's work. underneath there and maybe an yeah. opening there. i don't know yeah but uh well uh, that's can what we go back can we go back to the vikings i'm yeah. curious okay um did the vikings were they aware of this opening into the inner earth that's why they sent them up there or did they just lie to them and send them up there to get rid of them <laughs> well that's a thought i don't uh, think the eskimos would would lie would they no i, I don't think so uh, the vikings were i think according to the writings of snorri sturluson which is the only one that really has written the history of the vikings uh uh I think the Vikings were pretty oblivious to the fact that there may be green vegetation to the north, but the Inuits or the uh, the Eskimos they knew and they told them. That's how I think it turned out because they left words behind that they have gone with a guide to the north to find the land of uh, there was a word as they said mm. green green uh, land or something up there okay so we don't want to insult the eskimos although uh, 
I guess by calling them Eskimos, we're insulting them. But uh, I I used to have an Eskimo girlfriend when I was living in Alaska. But anyway, oh. that's a different book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the indigenous people, they are closer to the earth than we have ever been. Definitely, in yes. Yep. They know a lot of things we don't know. Yes, they do. We can learn a lot from them. Mm -hmm. We should listen more. Yes. And drink more coffee. Yes, absolutely. And make us smarter. Yep. Now, uh, there's another one that said that the Earth is hollow, and that is Edgar Casey. Yes, yes. I was going to mention that. And he, I have so much faith in him. And he was everything he he came out with was was right on, and I can't see him being wrong about anything. And he actually said it was hollow. Yeah, and I I put that in my book. Um, I'm not sure if he's the one. Uh, someone said that um, that it was there was actually uh, several different um, levels or dimensions inside the Earth. That each had their own gravity. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, opposing gravity or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There was a uh, an astronomer that said that too here uh, back in the nineteen fifties. He said he he thought it was several layers, which could lead me to think that what he was talking about were more like caverns. Because I don't know how. Very interesting. Yeah, how they could separate several layers uh, if there was just hollow and floating. That would be a little hard, I think. Um, if it had something to do with the the atoms and gravity and yeah. things like that, not being actual physical, but uh, more of a... Yeah. And then we have the Nazi Germans. Mm-hmm. They found something in the South Polar region that you wrote yeah, about. Supposedly, that. they had quite a base down there. Yeah, submarines and uh, even advanced uh, UFO type yep. craft. Um, what's interesting um, when I was researching it for my book, the um, the photos of down there showing strange things, um, pyramids, um, yeah. things that look like openings into the earth, uh, and numerous other odd shapes that weren't natural to the environment. And also the fact that the government has restricted uh, uh, anyone going down there in certain areas. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can get on to the land uh, coming from South America. You can go across. I have a friend that went there, but they just went to the shore, and they really didn't yeah. explore much on the inside. But there's also restricted airspace around the very center of the 90 degrees south. It's interesting, all the restricted airspaces on this earth. Yeah. That... Uh, that would be an interesting book in itself, just exploring all those, you know, what's really going on. Um, of course, there's the one over Area 51. Um, but in my Area 51 book, I've 
I had come up with some great satellite photos of Area 51, which I think NASA didn't realize that they were uh, available mm-hmm. if you dig deep enough. But, yeah. Because uh, that's that's another story. Um, yeah. I but, had a friend uh, of mine. I've, I've got a lot of connections with, with different people, and they just, people, I just kind of attract people like yeah. that. A good friend of mine who was a pilot and flew a lot of planes out of Area 51 and some of the other bases in Nevada. And matter of fact, he proofread my book for me. And uh, and also, um, I probably shouldn't mention this. Is I hope nobody's listening. But mm-hmm. um, I have a relative who worked as an air traffic controller at Area 51. Mm which was very interesting because I wouldn't publish any information from them because I wouldn't want to get them in trouble. Yeah. And, and I don't go out of my way to publish classified information. You know, I just don't do that. There's enough available out there, but uh, I, I have people that come to me in the military and the government that share things with me. And yeah. uh, um, while I'm not going to take documents from them, classified documents, they yeah. sometimes mention things that lead me somewhere that normally wouldn't be discovered. And a little bit of deep research, I come yeah. up with things. Yeah, that would be kind of fun to know if they had any unusual aircraft coming and visit Area 51, and maybe they would be there to see it from the control tower. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I, I stay away from that. I don't yeah. want to get anyone in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. But let's let's revisit the uh, the German Nazis during. Oh yes, the, yes. Because uh, I had a good friend in Tucson, Wendell Stevens, Colonel yes. Wendell Stevens. I interviewed him about two or three times on my uh, TV shows that I I'm had. I'm familiar here. with him. There was something about I don't know. It was something he revealed, but he ended up going to jail for something. Uh, yeah, there was something like that. Uh, he had talked too much, I think, but yes, that's that can happen, yeah. And, like that. But he said that, uh, he showed me some documents that proved very clear these were uh, German Nazi German documents. In fact, I took pictures of it and I put it on my website, uh, broadcastteamalpha.com. If you go into the picture gallery, you'll find them. And uh, in there, they talk about where the entrance to the South Polar uh, Gate into the center of the Earth is. That is one of them. And also they talk about they found the uh, an entrance from where they can from they can run a U-boat, and there was a thirty-degree path. A, cavern going down they ran the u-boat down that cavern into the inner earth where there is ocean there too and it it was written in german and my german is rusty but i i made it through and i can understand a lot of it so these were german documents and uh, he got them from nazi german uh some somebody over there so i totally believe they were real i don't think uh, i, I Steve, believe there's it's still an operation down there yeah uh, 
because I know they've they've created like they continued a lot of their oh their projects their UFO projects yeah. and down there and they're doing they were doing very advanced things so it's yeah. kind of interesting yeah and there is a, actually a voice recording of a speech that uh, Admiral uh, Dönitz in the German uh, Nazi German military. Oh, yes. He uh, said, we have created a base, uh, uh, no, a safety base, a Shangri-La, impenetrable Shangri-La for the Fuhrer in another part of the world. Yes, and, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, he was talking about Neue Schwabenland. That is in the um, northern part of Antarctica in Queen Maud's land. And uh, if you go to all the maps, it's still called Schwabia after the uh, interesting yeah uh, and it's interesting that uh, I guess it was Admiral Byrd that led that expedition down there yeah. to wipe them out and uh, and they returned with their tails tucked between their legs yeah and he lost some ships yes and a lot of people yeah there were a lot of people died on that trip and the the funny part about it, if it was like they said it was, it was for geological research. Why is it still every scrap of paper connected to it still classified eighty years later? <laughs> yes, doesn't make sense. Uh, there's a lot of things that are very interesting that are still classified. Uh, I guess even the JFK assassination. That's a lot of that's still classified. Yeah. But I won't get into that because that's too many people have disappeared by uh, revealing that stuff. Yeah. And uh, there was one thing that we talked about earlier and I forgot to say it. And that is there was an astronomer named Haley. You all heard about Haley's comment. Oh, yes. Yes. Haley said the earth was hollow because he said the numbers does not come out. The moon is too big, too close. If the if the Earth is solid and the moon is solid, it cannot happen. So he said, the Earth is hollow. Okay. But uh, there are a lot of interesting things between the uh, relationship of the moon with the Earth and and things like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, for the listeners out there, if you know anybody that is an astral traveler, ask them to go and have a look because they will find the entrance and they could go inside. You will find huge animals. You'll find green forests. You'll find small enclaves of people. They are in there. For those of you that want to go and have a look, and they don't mind you, intrigued me. Yeah, I might take you up on that. Yeah, because a lot of astro travelers they never think about it. Why would they go on it unless somebody tell them to go look? You know, but you got to determine beforehand where you're going, and set the goal of doing it. Otherwise, you might forget when you get out there because the Astral vehicle has no intelligence of its own. It only operates from memory. So mm -hmm. now go try it out. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The papers, the Admiral Byrd's diary is very interesting. Yeah, yes, you, you write about that. And it's, you know, it's, it's, there's so many people that have dismissed it as illusion or something like that, but there's, you, you can't dismiss it. I mean, no, he was a very incredible person and uh, very credible. And, um, and it, so many things were documented. Mm -hmm. And, but I think what makes it the most believable is that when he returned, the government tried to cover up a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's got to be something there. Yeah, and it's still classified. So uh, it was his son that brought the diary out after that. Yes. Uh, after he died, then, you know, it was brought out. But uh, I have read the diary, and in fact, I read it live on TV and one time in Tucson, and... Uh, that was a very interesting show because they, he'd go into when he flew in through the old, who he met in there, his conversation with the master that he talked to. And this gets very interesting. I know you, you're up on this. It's like uh, it was a very advanced uh, race of people down there. Yeah. It's yeah, there it is. I think that uh, this is something that people should, uh, I almost said Google it. Well, try another platform. Uh, <laughs> Google they censor stuff. But yes. Admiral Byrd's diary and read it. And, of course. They can read it in my book, too. Yeah, there you go. You got it in here. So, yes. yeah, you know, they don't need to poke around for it. Just... I would say go to um, uh, uh, click the link below or go to Amazon.com. Put Gil Carson in books in there or just yeah. Gil Carson and you'll see all the books in there. And, and there it is up there. G-I-L-C-A-R-L-S-O-N. It'll yeah. list all my books. And uh, actually right now, just for this program, I've reduced the price on all my books. So. Oh. Take advantage of that yeah. before I sober up and uh, <laughs> raise the prices yeah. again. I tell you, this this Hollow Earth uh, is a book that may I I researched this for at least a couple of three decades, but I found stuff in here that I never knew. And uh, besides I, that, this that other, is quite a compliment. Yeah, knowing your background. Yeah, and then the, there's stuff in here showing the picture of pyramids in Antarctica and structures. Yes. Yes. There's stuff coming out of the ice that is being discovered now. There's a face in Antarctica. We all heard about the face on Mars. There's one right. in Antarctica, too. And what intrigued me was the, um, the connections with aliens and UFOs in there. Mm-hmm. Down in the uh, inner earth and places like that. Yeah. And of course, there was the um, uh, a number of bases, alien bases around it. Well, I've got a, a book out on alien underground bases yeah. that covers a lot of that stuff. 
You haven't read that book yet. I'll have to send it to you. Oh, but, that, uh, that's uh, there is many, probably a hundred or more of these underground bases where they have aliens working next to humans. Yes. Another interesting thing about that is um, recently the government has always been saying oh, aliens don't exist. Recently, they've been coming out with information showing typical alien-looking aliens and, and like, kind of saying they, uh, well, there's aliens here. This is what they look like. But that is another cover-up because the aliens that are here working with our government look just like us. Yeah. They're hybrids. And they don't want us to know that. They want us to think, uh, you know, if it's an alien, you know, he looks like one of those greys or something like that. It's yeah, uh, they probably even work with both kinds, I suppose. But uh, but I know a lot of them, they look just like you and me. If you walk down the street next to one, you would never know it. Yes. Except a lot of these aliens, they keep their long hair. Oh. Yeah. Because this comes back to the Native Americans. They're also saying the same thing, that the hair is the antenna of the soul. Well, also it picks up the energy. Yes. And because uh, there's actually nerves in it. But uh, so that brings out another point. I always thought you were an alien. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm an alien, and I have papers to prove it. <laughs> Since I was born and raised in Norway and came here, that makes me an alien. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, right. But, um, well, I, uh, I think we need to do shows like this again. This is just one issue, the hollow earth. There is more. And uh, there's definitely more. Um, oh, here's the book I was talking to you about. Yeah, there you go. There you this, go. this is amazing. On, it is so full of information on crashed and recovered UFOs and their occupants. Yeah. Look how thick this thing is. Yeah, there is a lot of information out there. And then that will extend up to this one the aliens on the moon and there's pictures there's nasa print showing they are yes. there and um i don't want people to think it i'm weird or something but i've been influenced on a lot of the books i write a lot of them are um i've got a lot of connections i do a lot of i've got i've discovered ways to do deep research that's not available yeah. to other people but also, my whole life, I've been influenced by, I don't know, I refer to them as aliens. Some people would call them spirit guides. They've always, they've told me things. And and they've kind of helped me with some of my books lately. There's certain things they want brought out. They influenced me on writing this book on aliens on the moon, which I did not want to write. I wasn't interested in it. No. And they, they, they told me uh, they wanted it with that title and they started leaking information to me and then all of a sudden I got interested but there were certain things that they wanted brought out and one of them I got it right on the cover 
the moon is the key to the secrets of the aliens on Earth. Yeah. That was one of the things they wanted brought out for some reason, as uh, there's a few other things inside there, too, mm -hmm. they wanted brought out. But uh, yeah, and anyway, uh, we'll save that for another show. Yeah, just one last comment on the moon, and that is that there is papers and writings coming out of India and actually uh, Tibet also. I think uh, I read it from India and I heard about the coming same information from Tibet saying there is a time before the moon. So the moon is a hollow spaceship that was yes. flown in here and parked as an observer observatory for earth so yeah there is yes. stuff going yes i on. cover a lot of that too yeah it's very interesting also um with india up there now they're going to be coming out with information that may counter a lot of things that we've been told by our government yeah like maybe there's oxygen up there yes maybe it is uh there's uh alien life forms and cities and things like that on my uh on well on, on the broadcast team alpha.com i have nasa prints that we nori and i put into the picture gallery that shows there is clouds on the moon there is there you can see the landscape and then an area of it that is kind of clouded over and you can see it's cloud it's not the ground that is um, smudged it's clouds interesting all the nasa pictures they have a whole department to black things out and um you always see you don't see those in their pictures you just see black surrounding it yeah which is not real yeah. uh, we, better, uh, we better save this one for the next <laughs> i got something to tell you about that i got a um this place i go to for breakfast all the time yeah and here i'm i live in hampton virginia there's an air base there's nasa a lot of other things and about a month ago i was having breakfast and i met this guy he was a former higher up at nasa he's retired now and we got in the conversation and he was very interested in getting my book on aliens on the moon because he was telling me that they withheld that information from him about the aliens yeah. which i thought was interesting yeah <laughs> but he believed it yeah absolutely <laughs> Well, folks, uh, I think we've gotten down towards the end here. So uh, I suggest just hang loose and wait for the next one. We're going to do another show. And I don't know which one we will, maybe the moon, or maybe we'll pick something else, but it's going to be good. So stay with us and uh, we will uh, come up with another show here shortly. And until then, just uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, just uh, click the bell and subscribe. And then in the meantime, be good to each other.